W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, 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 We are back and we hope you had a glorious weekend because we all sure did. We were at RPW. We were talk about that a little bit later on in the episode after the ad read, because right now we are joined by PWE's 2022 Wrestler of the Year. You voted for him. Majority of us voted for him. And the panel voted for him. The Dread King Logan. How you doing today, King? My my boys, what's up? Got to see some. It's nice to see you all again. Ugh. I'm gonna be honest with you. The mean, the mean Dread King is put away. He's in slumber. He, he had a rough weekend. <laughs> Me and Big Cass were there to witness that, and we'll actually get to that a little bit uh, later on. But that would be, I could imagine. And you did another. Uh, you played double duty this weekend because you wrestled on Saturday, right? Yeah, and you said duty. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah, I did wrestle on Saturday for Metro Pro, also. You know. Oh man, Forever Young's a jerk. He put me in a gauntlet match. I didn't even know that was coming. He's got some bone to pick with me, and I have no idea why. I show up, and he runs three dudes at me. I think it's because he lost to you in the Wrestler of the Year. That could be it, because he said he's the real Dread King with those extensions he has. Those, those are fighting words. Well, let's fight. Speaking of fighting, you've had one hell of a singles uh, 2022 singles career going on. Before we get into your tag team, you have actually been the IWR world champion for 228 days. You've had various matches, not defending the title, but different matches. You've had matches with Mad Matt Bolton, Tommy Vendetta, Redbeard, Eric Rowan, Kenny Urban, Ace Perry. Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, PCO, Big Con, Sam Beal, Silas Young, and you just added Heath Slater to the list in December. I mean, wow, man. When you Wild. hear those names, what's the first thing to come to your mind? Hard work. Hard work. Believing in yourself and thinking that one day you're going to make it somewhere that you want to be. A lot of guys, man, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, a lot of guys, they uh, they have a hard time looking in the mirror and thinking that they can do it. You just got to believe. You got to gamble on yourself. You got to roll the dice. I remember when Edge and Christian had their, their podcast, and they kept saying, you know, you got to strap a rocket on. You got to roll the dice on yourself sometimes and gamble, you know. And that's what I like to do. I like to believe that I can do this. And it's putting me in positions where I think I've been with guys that are now projecting me to the next level. So um, it's pretty cool 
to be in the ring with these dudes that you get to see on TV and then they're standing there as your equals. Um, <clears throat> it's a responsibility too at the same time because you want to leave a place uh, better than when you got there. So every time you get to an arena or a show and stuff like that, you got to act a certain way. So you got to carry yourself with pride and dignity and respect to yourself and to the guys that you work with. So uh, I think hard work, man. Hard work is uh, the thing that pays the most off. Nothing's given to you. Everything's earned. And, uh, it's really cool that you guys did this thing too, you know. Yeah. It gives guys an opportunity to shine. Even if they don't win, it gives the guys an opportunity to shine, at least be spoken about, you know? I mean, all those, everybody that was on that list, they all have unique, amazing abilities. And they're all going to be something really special one day. And I can't wait to see it. And following in the King's footsteps are some big footsteps to be following in. Would you say that 2022 was kind of the year that your hard work has kind of been paying off and you've really gotten to your time to shine? Mm, I don't know, man. I just I just put my head down and grinded this year. Zach had my back. DMAC jumped on board with me. Like, everything just kind of came together. It's just all – I don't know, man. Like, I, I just see myself as just a, a, a hardworking person. And – um I don't like to gloat about myself much, man. It's like humble but hungry, you know? Stay humble, but you don't have to tell anybody how hungry you are, and I'm not going to tell you how much I'm going to eat. If that makes sense. So In a way, I'm, I'm really stoned right now, because I was going to be like, well, I was going to ask you about your diet routine and what you kind of ate, but I, I guess that <laughs> question's out of the window now. Why? I was like totally left humble and hungry. That's completely different. How high are you? Dude, I'm dude, I'm I'm in vacation mode right now. I'm kind of gliding through life this this week right here. Should we have Big Cass take over I, the interview? I'm really bad. <laughs> well, that and that's one that thing we have talked to about. Do with the time. <laughs> It's okay. one thing we've talked about amongst us that you are you, you are humble. I mean, we know you a little bit more on a personal level, so we can kind of see it. And not everybody sees it. You know, a lot of people get this kind of uh, when they see the king, the king doesn't really interact because he comes in, does this business and leaves. So um, to hear you say that as your as your one word to kind of round up your 2022 is uh, something special. I appreciate it. Gooch, it's good to see you, man. I know, man. It's good to see you, too. It's been quite a while. I'm sitting here looking back at the picture that we all took together out at Flophouse, uh, which Hell one yeah. was Shake and Bake. That shake was, and Bake. Was that Shake and Bake? or th That might have been Thunder Kitty's 100th birthday celebration because that was at Red's Corner Bar. Bar. Yeah, I think I was there for that, man. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. I see you at random shows here and there. I love it, man. I love seeing all yeah. you guys pop up. I don't I just, get to make many shows these days, man. It's unfortunate, but I'm trying. I'm trying my best to get out. But, but just when think, you are there, it counts. But just think, Logan, um, to get all five of us on the podcast to interview someone, that never happened. So I asked, I asked for him to be here. I wanted him here. Yeah, we, we definitely wanted to make sure we were all here for this one, so. 
I don't know if Brokowski's here technically, but we're all here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. So, so on that note, in 2022, you know, we just went through a list of a lot of big names that you have faced. Who have been some of your favorite matches out of that year? Oh man, the, the PCO match was awesome. Um, dude, that was insane. I, <laughs> that one like really fucked me up. <laughs> like literally, my face looked like Quasimodo afterwards. Um, dude, anytime I step in the ring with Big Con, Heath was amazing. Like all those guys you listed, like it's hard to pick a single match because everyone's unique in its own flavor, you know? It's like going to Baskin Robbins and there's so many different flavors that you. <laughs> You know, you, you can't pick one, man. They're just all fun and unique in their own ways. And I think the best thing about each match is I learned something new with each one, which helped me grow. Yeah, I can say I, I've absolutely loved a lot of your matches against Big Con. I mean, of course, at IWR, you put on banger after banger. I mean, you're getting put through fucking doors. You guys are all over the arena, up in the fans' faces, so... Yeah. And you guys, you guys got some amazing fucking matches. Dude, that, I that PCO, that. Yeah, that PCO match, you know, <laughs> when you put pile drived him through that table right in front of us, <laughs> like it was like Bro, usual. Over there, just pounding on that wall, man. It was so sweet. Just added that little sprinkle to the top of it, man. It looked so good. You have like the weirdest following at IWR you know it really depends you on who you go you hate me. <laughs> yeah it, it is and you know for being a champion you are pretty hated you know we come to a lot of those shows and um a lot of people like to cheer against you but it's because of who you're going against you know you're not going against the next you know Joe Schmo and in, in the company they're bringing in people to try to take the king down there and brother Love me or hate me, you're making noise in that crowd, and that's all that matters to me. You you do get that crowd rocking and having to move quick too. I don't. How many times have you kissed that wall in that in that arena? <laughs> I swear to God, man, I have my face tattooed on it. It's ridiculous. That that little wood wall, man, that thing is ridiculous. That needs to be removed. Like it's got to go. <laughs> that thing sounds. Like, absolutely fucking solid when you guys hit that. It is absolutely fucking solid like, when we hit it. There's no like, going around that. Nothing but studs in that fucking wall. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. It, that thing is brutal, man. Like, oh, IWR is just a whole other animal. It's, got, it's just got this feeling like, like ECW brought back to life, you know? The crowd is electric, man. It's like a wave of energy that hits you when you hit that ring. It's awesome. I don't care if you like me or you hate me. I'm going to go out there and do my thing, and I'm still going to hold my title. Damn right. <laughs> and if you don't like me, buy a ticket. Come in the crowd. Let me know. <laughs> so, you know, and that's one of uh, the few titles that you hold at various promotions. You know, you're also – you're currently the Horror Slam Tag Team Champions, yep. which you, you took from Forever Young and uh, – Oh, that what's that toothpick's name? It doesn't matter. But Kyle Cohen. Maybe that's why he's mad at me because I forgot that I beat him for it. You know, and that was a whole fun thing you guys had going back and forth there. You guys, you and Zach being scummy as usual, stealing the titles, making a video. Um, 
we got the enjoyment of being part of the entrance for that title match. Well, you're the boys, man. Will, you, guys like, you guys like the honorary scum fam, you know? That will probably be forever my favorite moment in, any, in indie wrestling was get, sitting there getting to do that with the bottles. Well, now I just got to top it. It was also funny because when uh, whatever they call themselves oh. as the tag team, we, we stayed there and kind of uh, photobombed their whole entrance. They weren't very yeah. happy about that at all. I was, I was fucking not loving happy. it. I was <laughs> in the ring and I go, I go, oh, sex, they're not leaving. They get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got almost got thrown into the chairs by Forever Young for standing there. Got a little too close to him on that night. No, and I just seen there was an announcement for the next Horror Slam show, but I didn't see. Is it a tag title match against DTA you guys will be having? I think so. I haven't really seen the flyer yet, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. The flyer doesn't say it, but it's, you know. With horror slam, <laughs> I guess it's up to it's up to us. I guess we'll see. I'll flip the you know. coin tonight. <laughs> but let's go to the big tag belts, man. Friday, you guys were champion tag champions for RPW for 420 days. So that today, by the time the episode comes out, it would be 424. But anyways, that was very convenient. 420 days. Man. Someone posted that online. I did the math, and I believe they're right. They're right. We'll just leave it at that. Worked out. Brokowski, was was it four hundred? Were we four hundred and twenty days that day, or is it today four hundred and twenty days? Nope. It was four hundred and twenty days because I I got it written down. I checked myself. You're still on the same day. He's still <laughs> celebrating the victory from Friday night. There is. I appreciate it. Right now, it's 422 days. Brokowski, it's been three days since Friday. Okay, <laughs> I guess I guess they were off on their math because I trust Google was right. If you think Steiner got. has some crazy math, you haven't seen Brokowski <laughs> math yet. Very the one. Anyways, you guys have been the longest reigning and only RPW tag team champions and first first only you know we forever. sponsored you guys in the tournament cuz we had faith in in Midwest Scum and you definitely haven't disappointed and then this past Friday when you get in there and and have this death match with the Kogars um how you feeling today after that Finally stopped bleeding. So I feel pretty good. I just got a workout in the shoulders today. I did cardio. I did cardio the day after. I got this uh, nasty bitching cut on my leg. That one's pretty good. And I got a nasty one on my arm. But uh, it was worth getting in there and doing that. Um, it needed to be done. We needed to make a point. We need to show everybody what we can do as a team. And we're not going to back down even from guys who do this for a living. Will I do another one? I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say if we have to. If it's something that says, hey, we want to hurt you and we want to hurt you bad, then maybe. Who knows? I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. I'm definitely leaning more towards no because 
these matches, they take away time from your career. They take away time from your life. They're, they're destructive, man. There's a moment when you're in there and everything stops. And you're just kind of like, holy fuck. Nice. Holy fuck. <laughs> well timed. Really felt in the night. Oh my god. <laughs> who's, who's owning it? I wish that was. <laughs> I did. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we should just boot Burkowski and Jaybird. They're already on vacation, mode. They're already in. They're mentally already in Hawaii. <laughs> Terrible. They're just terrible. I thought it was going to be quiet. I thought it was going to be silent. I'm sorry. This is probably like the wildest. This is like being in a death match. Hey, Dan, edit. It's going to fucking happen. There's no edit on that one, fellas. If you could, Dan, if you could, just every once in a while throughout the pod, pop that in and start the pod off with that, please. Just a perp. I'm not asking. I am telling you to do that for me, please. This is right on par with our normal interviews with, you know, Logan, Midwest Gum. We were actually just talking about the other uh, the other night, our interview we did outside of Metro Pro Wrestling. Where oh, Brick Tree, Where the Brick Tree came to life. Yeah. Oh, what? Do you need to go check your underwear? No, no, I'm good. He doesn't even have any on. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, I do. Right. He's still partying from the waist down. <laughs> Just threw the <laughs> shirt on, that's all. Yeah, Bricktree was born that night, man. It was fucking, uh, my ankle was broken that night, too. Oh, yeah, that was... look, at, look at this bitch. Yeah, I'll show you this guy. Look at this bitch. Okay. <laughs> Oh, damn. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, that's a pretty one. Look at this one. This is the one I was telling you about. This one sucks. Oh. Ooh. That's a good right one. Right across the flames. Hiya! Now, the way that the way that ended, you know, believe did this put this to bed? Are the are you guys done dealing with the Kogars? Because it kind of feels like um I don't is fucking know. Atticus has some other problems he's got to be dealing with now. Atticus is devious, man. He always got a plan. That's the thing about Eddie that I respect. Man, is he's got a plan for everything. He's always he's always out thinking people. He's always coming up with something. I mean, the dude, he's a strategist. Mm-hmm. And people listen when he talks. He has like a cult personality, man. People listen when he speaks. His brother, too. You know, I respect that in them. I also respect the fact that we went in there and had a fucking total banger and beat the shit out of each other for real. I mean, there was real heat in between that shit, you know? Zach and them, they go way back. And of course, I'm a backup little brother. I mean, Otis and I, we go back, man. We've had feuds since when me and Mitch tagged together, you know? Otis is one of my biggest rivals on the scene, man. I mean, you can think about it. If you think about that, like, how many times have me and Otis wrestled now? Yeah. And obviously, I mean, yeah. Zach and Atticus have a background. You know, and uh, you brought up Mitch. Special shout out to Mitch. I seen him at the show. I didn't get to talk to him. Right to it die. Was a, it was a nice surprise to see him. And then uh, I was like, holy shit, is there a twist coming? 
you know, because we had yeah. talked to Chris. We had talked to Chris last <laughs> week, and he's always like, "You guys would be happy with the surprises." So, like, anytime we we see something, we 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 try to conjure up a whole storyline. But uh, that was good to see Mitch there to come out and support. But back back to the show online, I'm seeing you're getting called, you know, the Steph Curry man. You threw Atticus right in the middle of that log cabin, man. Fucking nothing but net on that. Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I channeled my inner Mike Awesome. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So let's see, where are we at here? I don't know. I got lost too. I know we, we kind of jumped around with Broke Brokowski being stoned that confused us all and threw us all off. I think it he got did, us all. It went from screen to screen. He got Jaybird whistling Dixie out his ass over here. <laughs> Fuck you. Let's just be boys and talk tonight, then. What are you guys? That was the first about? time that's ever. I, that's the first time anybody's ever ripped ass on uh, while we recording. <laughs> I'm fucking honored, man. The Midwest scum, yo. That was fucking. Good. You, got, you got to get scummy, man. You got to get scummy yeah. sometimes. You got. Bummy. I got a question for you, though. I got a cool question. I think. So the speech you gave walking in about just doing work grinding that was pretty awesome i like it but like when you're down and you're having some rough days what's like uh, a go-to motivationer you know to get you back on the horse mm. like is it a quote do you got music or like what's something that brings you when you're down and out brings you back up honestly yeah. i got my wife oh that's beautiful i got holly you know like when you think about it i'll be honest with you man it's like the the number one thing in my life besides my kids and my pup. I think other thing too is uh, just when I start pumping weights, man, getting the blood going, I just start thinking about like I can't let people down. I got a lot of people like uh, counting on me, you know? A lot of people watching. You don't got time to be weak. You got to be strong. I have my weak moments though, but I got dudes like Brandon. I call Brandon. That's my homie. You know, I got uh, Dan. I call Dan. No disrespect to anybody else. You know, I just kind of drive with them on that. You know, I got my my group, and I just uh, I got Zach and I got D Mac and you know Koozie and I rely on my core, my Schwartzies and my Randy West and my family. You know, that's what I back up on you guys. I was gonna say uh, Midwest scum is not just. Zach and and Logan, um, Neil is a big part of of the group. Um, yeah, Koozie. Yeah, he's Neil's a big back. part of the group, and and he's gosh, got to be one of the most talented. And and some of his stuff, he's he he's right in the stands doing. He he's not at ringside, and some Yo, of the shots dude, he gets is amazing. He put himself in harm's way on that leg drop to get that shot because he loves it so much. Like. Dude is legit. We wouldn't add nobody. Like, and think about it. how cool is it? You know, it's not just a group of wrestlers. It's a fucking king, a grimy motherfucker, a fucking icon in hockey, the enforcer, and then fucking this amazing photographer. Like, that's a team, man. That's like a family that comes out and fights together. And fucking, what's his, uh, fucking, Otis breaks his fucking camera. He didn't even back down. Koozie gets right up in his fucking face. 
yeah, know? I seen I didn't see that at the show, but when I went back and people were posting clips, I didn't actually know that even happened. That Otis yeah. stole stole his camera out of his hand and smashed it on the ground. Who's he trying to get a sick ass pick and Otis gets all pissed and smashes his fucking camera? How much those things cost? That's insane, Chief. Well, then Zach, Zach smashed him with light tubes. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about uh, Koozie. Let's talk about this last year with DMAC and, like, what he's meant to you, to you and uh, to Zach, and then you guys as a whole, as a team. Like, what what words do you have to say about that? I always joke around and I always say DMAC is my spirit animal. Uh, like, but honestly, dude, he is like my spirit animal. He's He's the guy that, like, when I really need something, I go to him. Like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know how I got so lucky. Honestly, man. Like, I don't. Like, uh, along, I always say this, and I've told you guys this before. Shogun taught me about energy. We put good energy out and you get good energy back. And I try to live by that rule because it works. And Darren is a perfect example. I saw a picture of him and uh, um, up on uh is it Casey Cattell? She and DMAC had a picture of it. She said pure soul in the room. I mean, that is honestly the truest statement about Darren McCarty ever. The dude is just a genuine soul. When we won, he flipped over the ropes. He was so excited. That's the second time he's done that too, by the way. He gets so excited. He he fucking flips over the ropes accidentally every time and yet lands on his feet like a cat. You tell me. Gravity? Darren's got nothing on that. All right, Darren's got that thing. Whoop. Fuck gravity. Yeah, from my angle, it literally looked like somebody threw him over the top rope from outside of the ring. And Dude, D-Mac is the new Chuck Norris. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It's truth. I mean it, man. He's awesome, though. Like, He's just so fun to be around. He has one volume and it's loud and it's awesome. Like that's a guy who just lives by his own beat. It's something to follow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to get into something that I think everybody would think is uh pretty inspiring is uh the transformation you've gone through physically to get to where you are on this journey right now. I mean, we've seen pictures of you before. You were you were a hefty guy, and you've come down and you've lost, what, 90 pounds? Uh, something like that, give or take. I was like 300 at one point. I guess like 199, but I'm sitting at like 222 right now because I started eating kind of poopy again and just enjoying my life. And what are some of the, the regimens you, you go through to, you know, to, to keep fit and get in shape? <laughs> Uh, so for anybody who's really thinking about starting a diet plan or a regimen, it really all starts in the kitchen. What you choose to put in your mouth is what makes you, I believe that food is medicine and what you put in you is how you're going to feel and how it's going to make you, you know, like the energy you get throughout the day and everything like that. So I do like a, basically a high protein diet, carnivore diet. It just works for me. Um, it's simple. I'm just so fucking busy. I don't have time to make sides. Just give me the steak and let me be happy, you know? So I just high protein, low carbs, high fat, 
man. I eat like shit sometimes, but I make sure I I uh I burn it off in the gym. You know, and there's days I don't want to work out. Um, I always tell myself once you start going, you'll love it. And it's true. Once I start going, it just happens. Um, it's people always say they don't have enough time in the day. And I don't believe that because I think a lot of people trick themselves and they say, I don't have enough time. But when they get home, they sit down. If you sit down, you're already shut down. When I get home, I eat something and I go down to the gym and I lift. And until I'm done, that's, I don't get to rest. Because if I sit down, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm going to be honest with you. I worked all day and I want to do something else than that. But I make sure that I, I earn that rest. I got a really weird mind, dude. Everything has to be earned in my life. I have to do something to get something. It, it should be that way. That way I'm treating myself and I'm not cheating myself. So then I'm prepping myself for when I got to do really big tasks, I'm ready. So now... You talk about, you know, not wanting to do it sometimes, but you make yourself go down and do it. How was that motivation for you when you first started that journey with your weight loss? Oh, like when I was big? Yeah. Dude, that sucks, man, because I'll be like, you don't want to walk into the gym. Because I started, I didn't do a home gym. I have a home gym now, the production, you know. But I used to go to this gym called Burn Fitness. And it's really important to find a place that you're comfortable with that makes you feel comfortable. and everyone's always so worried about people judging you and there might be people that do that because there's these always fucking pricks in this world i don't get that like but if you think about it everyone started somewhere and when you go in there like i would look at people and be like fuck yeah man like look at that dude go you know he's uncomfortable but he's fucking killing it you know like be beast energy man put out that good energy but you got to get over the like fear, you know, fear is an emotion that can be tamed. You just got to get over it and just believe in yourself. It took me to hit rock bottom though. And like one day look down and be like, what the fuck happened to me? for me to really take it serious, man? Like I, I was almost a diabetic. I, I mean, I can't do that. So started studying, man. You just got to study and work hard. I remember early on in the pandemic, we had a lot of discussion because we were kind of in the same headspace, not the best headspace and stuff. And I remember when you went out and got that old 1970 exercise bike. Yeah, and that you one would, I still ride. You were ta- you would talk to me on the phone for like your or through Facebook or whatever for for it seemed like <laughs> eternity. And you were riding that damn yes, you'd be riding that damn bike, and you would ride that bike. And you would hours. ride that bike. Yeah. And we would just have some of the best conversations. I remember early on in that time when you were really getting back into that health journey and, and the whole slay of the day thing was happening. And you would, you would talk to me about all the stuff you enjoyed eating, but you knew it wasn't good for you. And that was kind of the start that you would talk about that mindset of, you know, what you ate was medicine and, and, and what you ate was what was going to be. And I remember you made a comment to me was, you know, we need to look at that kind of stuff as our fuel to, to get us through the day and, and, and to get us through our, our routines. And, and I remember you would do that and you would do the Facebook lives where you would be on the, on, on the equipment and stuff. And, and that was a huge thing for a lot of people. And that's when you started getting that, you know, your home gym together and everything. And that was just, just an awesome time to see that where, where you were at there and the conversation we had and, and seeing you today and, 
you know, it was a huge thing when you went from wearing the singlet to the, to the trunks. And I remember you sent me a picture of those first trunks and you were like, I'm going to wear trunks. And you were so, and you, you're, you're, we can all admit you're, cause we know you personally, you're the most humble guy that, that I think all of us can say that we know. And, and you were just so excited to be able to, to hit that goal and that accomplishment. And you were proud of yourself. And, and, uh, as your friend, that was so awesome to see you get to a point in your life, in your journey, where you were able to do something that you never felt comfortable doing. So that was a huge thing. And that was one of the big things that if people remember seeing you back when you used to have all your banger matches with like Orlando Christopher at BCWA, where you were in the singlet and you, and, and, and you were the heavier guy at that time and, and see where we're at now and, and all the accomplishments and all these guys, PCO and big con and Fulton and Rhino and all these guys that you've just, they set up in front of you and you've knocked them all down and, and the success that you've come since your journey started. And especially in 2022, I just don't, you know, as, as much as, you know, everyone that we nominated throughout the months, the 50 wrestlers that we, uh, that we nominated, like you said earlier, everyone had their little specialty that they brought and, and, and everyone was so unique in what they did. And, and I said it on the, the episode when we announced the winner, I think we got, the, I think the listeners got it right on who made the finals because each of you worked hard and each of you did things to get you in that place, but to see where you came from back in the day and see where you're at now and seeing where, seeing where you're going. It's just amazing. If anyone wants to, wants to see someone that is an inspiration and somebody who you can look at who worked hard, busted his ass and did it all for everyone. Like you, you say you can't let everyone down and stuff just and and I know big Kaz and I have had these conversations as, as, as two of your, two of your close friends, just how proud we are of, of like not only where you've come in the ring, but where you've come outside of the ring, you, you open yourself up to the ones that you love. And when you do that and you kind of made that change, it, it speaks volumes of what you've done inside the ring and outside the ring. So I, I couldn't be prouder of, of, of who uh, re- uh, received our award. And I know we've had this conversation. I said, you know, it's no big deal to get an award, but, but you're like, yeah, it means something because that's because others see what I've done. And, and it meant so much to you. And, and we appreciate it meaning so much to you coming from a group of five idiots that like to talk about wrestling and, and have grown these relationships and, and, and have and have the excitement for independent wrestling like we do to see where you've come and see where you're at. You know, we couldn't be prouder when uh, when I announced that you won. It, so hats off to you. You know, we, we love what you're doing inside the ring with your single stuff. We love what you're doing with Zach and um, and Midwest Scum. And you've got a couple big shows coming up um, <laughs> now that we've got through 2022 and, and, and you've made that huge leap uh, to where you're at in the, in the competition that you're going up against. We've got a couple big shows coming up. First one, Combat One um, yep. on uh, uh, February 10th. You uh, and Zach, uh, I believe it was announced that you guys are fighting Devon's boys, uh, TNT. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, 
And then testify, IWR. Testify. And then IWR, is it Tom Tom Latimer? Thomas Latimer. Yep, Tom Latimer. He joined the Canadians. What is up with that? I don't know. Well, February 15th is IWR. You have the world title match against um, Thomas Latimer. Hey, February Thomas 10th, you get, you know, two guys that have, have, have have it in their blood, you know, uh, TNT. So is there anything you're looking forward to in 2023 that you've, you felt like you haven't been able to accomplish yet inside the ring? Yeah, I want to, I, you know what? <clears throat> I just want to take a moment. I got to address something before we get off this. I find it funny that, Okay, so Metro Pro, I met Metro Pro. I kill those three dudes in the in the gauntlet match. And I leave early to go home to my beautiful queen. And Mark Ross decides to be funny and wear my t-shirt out to the ring to mock me. Can someone explain to me why Mark Ross thinks he's so funny? Yeah, that's that's so- one thing. We had Mark Ross on the show right before our winter break and i believe he he's been bringing you up he has even what the fuck is up with that like he's like you don't want to wrestle me oh no one can see me put my hands up i realize this is going to be just verbal like (laughs) and so i have my hands up mark ross if you can hear this you turd like someone book it you know and and that's what happens when you're such like in the tier of especially in the Michigan Indies, you are right there at the top that everybody wants to fight, that everybody wants to go after. So are you really surprised? I put my hands up again. <laughs> That's all I can do. I, whatever, man. You know what? <clears throat> you bought this shirt, buddy. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it. You guys I'm hear that? the chaos tournament. To the chaos tournament first that's round april, that's april correct yes april 1st i believe and your first round opponent adam bad word wick yeah i'm gonna knock i'm gonna get the f out like wwe says <laughs> <laughs> that's just, just came, that just came to me that's pretty good that was good that was good. I five myself now, Mark Ross. <laughs> Mark Ross is in that tournament too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. There is. It is interesting. <laughs> I, I, like, all, in all honesty, though, he's like, he's calling me out. It's kind of annoying. So, like, fuck him. Anyways, so. I kind of, I want to bring it back to, you know, we, we touched on and talked a lot about on you winning the wrestler of the year, but there's three other finalists that you were up against. And uh, you, you listen to the episode. I want to hear um, your thoughts on these other guys. You know, let's start with father Marquis. We'll start with the newest guy, the guy that was kind of unexpectedly in the finals, you know, to us, he was kind of a nice surprise. We're fans of him. What do you think about father Marquis or what uh, kind of words do you have to put out? for him uh one word comes to mind for him but then i want to talk about uh future he has a future like from day one to what he is now um 
this is all shoot, honest truth. Like, I watched some videos of him today coming out, and he just owns it. You can't not look at him. He just he when he comes out, he demands your attention without you even knowing it, and it's it's awesome. He just has a presence. I mean, for how big he is in stature, he's so loud and boisterous. It makes him bigger. Kids, he's great. <clears throat> Move right on. Forever Young Zoe, even though you guys have that history, what, what do you got <laughs> about him and what his come up has looked uh, like? Uh, he's, dude, like, he has given me some fights in the ring from the tags with me and Zach. He's witty. <clears throat> he's funny. Uh, he moves well. Um, Zoe has a lot of future in wrestling. He's I don't know, man. He's just got something to him that you just like. You just want to watch. It's different in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like everybody else. It's almost like he's playing with you in there. I don't know. I mean, if that makes sense, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's not going to be fun when I'm punching him in his head, but it'll be fun for me. Like, yeah, that's me punching my fist. Just for listeners. Okay. Mark Ross. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark Ross. Ross. He was punching his hand, Mark Ross. And yeah. let's talk about the last one. And I saved him for last because he's been in the business a little bit longer than the other two. And you've kind of been around him more, uh, a lot at Horror Slam and whatnot. And Combat One, Chinstrap Jesus, Kyle Barrett. I can't stand Kyle Barrett, but he's, he's great. Like in the ring, he's fucking great. But I can't stand him. He's so cocky. He's such an arrogant turd. And I want to fight him so bad in that ring. I just want to, like, if he can even grow chest hair, rip it out. I just, <laughs> something about him, you just, as, as, a, as the famous stepbrothers, I just want to punch you in the face. Something about your face. Ta-da! You guys got a little waved, taste he... of each other at UCW <clears throat> earlier in the year. You know, the beginning of last year in that in that war match, whatever. Yeah, I forget okay. what it was called. Yeah. I don't want an hors d'oeuvre. I need a full meal because I need to just... And then I'm going to give a little bit of dessert at the end with the cherry on top. And then maybe I'll let D-Max smack the shit out of him too. That'd be fun. D-Max going to be doing that at Combat 1 very soon, by the way. Yeah. Oh, the showdown for uh, uh, the showdown for Motown. Maybe Midwest um, shows up in D Max corner, you know. Intimidation. D Mac likes to fight his own fight. He he does. He does. So, I'm not gonna. If he asks us to stay back, cool. If not, we'll be there. We do have our hands full with two professionals. So let's see how the night goes Boy, i do i do know the president of combat one chris Klontz listens to the podcast and you know he, he does have a little bit of power that he might be able to make a dread king logan kyle barrett match at combat one also and for all your wrestling dreams needs and everything like that combat one is the absolute best chris Klontz, you're welcome <laughs> beautiful, Actually, beautiful that, shows, that shows great that shows amazing it is it's like it's, a, it's fantastic. What's crazy is Michigan is getting some of these amazing, amazing shows, and they're starting to bring in talent from other places too. 
and they're putting on these matches like guys like all I hear you guys talk about is how uh, I never get to see this guy. I've never seen this guy before. And it's got to be awesome and thrilling to see these guys live now because you're getting a whole new content. Like they're doing it right. IWR does it right. Like a, a lot of these places now are taking taking a example from it too, and they're doing it also. Michigan's really become like a pretty cool place to wrestle. So we get guys like you, you know, who are, are putting on these podcasts, just amplifying the atmosphere, making it more electric. Brokowski, he don't even fucking know where he is, and he's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> he's just laying out at the bottom of the brick tree right now. I want to change Jaybird's name on here to Toots. <laughs> J Toots. Tweet. <laughs> tweet. 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 <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> toot toot. Toot <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, man, Michigan's become sweet. I think it's cool. I feel happy. I'm sore. But I'm happy. Life is good, man. Everyone needs to just take a moment and just sometimes breathe. You know what I like to do sometimes? Take my dog for a walk really late at night, and I'll just stop and I'll just stare at the moon for like five minutes. And just well, while your dog, you'll stare at the moon while your dog's shitting in the neighbor's yard, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Fuck the neighbor. I, honest truth, though, I stare at the moon and I think, how crazy is it that I'm this little speck in this entire universe, and yet I feel so awesome. Have quite the impact on a lot of people that come to see you at all these different shows, man. So I wouldn't say you're just some little speck, brother. Thank you. That means a lot, man. Like, it really means a lot to even be on here and you guys taking time to talk to me. You know, like, uh, that's time you don't get back. So uh, I really appreciate it, man. Oh, we appreciate you, too. I mean, you've like you said before, you've gotten personal relationships with each and every one of us, and Shit, I even remember, I still got the little video you sent me a few years back when I was feeling down and you pulled the whole Dread King promo on me. It was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, so that, man. I still, saved, I still have that saved, so it helps on, on, on bad days. Now, each one of you guys are my homies, man. Like, uh thing about Michigan is kind of cool, too, is like we're all kind of a tight-knit circle at times, you know? And, but people outside of Michigan, when you come in, man, we welcome you with open arms, you know? Michigan's cool. Do I want to get out and wrestle other places? Yeah, of course. Let's go home. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of them that from Michigan that are starting to get that opportunities. And I know on this podcast, we all believe you're the next man up, you know, with those opportunities when they come to you and we feel that it's going to come soon. But, you know, like Jason Hotch, you know, Jack Price, Tommy Vendetta and Malcolm Monroe, the third just went out to Jersey on that great show for ICW, you know, like they're making moves and their names are being talked about outside oh. of Michigan, you know, and they're I'll making, be, I'll be in, I'll be in Jersey this year too, for no man's land. Fuck yeah. Which and is that, awesome. And I, I, that's a newer promotion just starting up, correct? That is going to be their first show? It is, yes, I believe so, yeah. I'm yeah, still getting all seeing... the details worked out and everything, too, but yeah, it seems like it's going to be awesome. 
and and that's the start that what we just said you know like we, we were talking about you getting out of state you're the next man up and then here you are you already have a show booked in jersey and it's not like you don't go out of states like i had mentioned when we did the wrestler of the year when we voted you know you had wrestled in five states that's including michigan you know out in west virginia indiana uh chicago and illinois you know yeah. Ohio. like you're getting around and it it starts that way you know and it starts you're gonna see it grow it's gonna grow and it's gonna look crazy for you it just gotta set you your just gotta set your dominoes up right big guys you know Hey, I gotta like, get you. A, I'm gonna get you a copy of the picture of that big cast drop too. Yeah, uh, ask Brokowski. Dude, that was fucking Friday. massive. That on Friday night when you did that, insane. ask him how crazy I went and I, what I was saying. <laughs> All right, so bro, you may, as soon as I, you Hikowski's gonna tell me. Hikowski's gonna go off. Bro, as soon as you launched off that top turnbuckle and lifted those fucking legs up, he goes. Ooh! It grabs me and goes, he's doing the big test. <laughs> Bro, that hurt so bad. I don't know how you didn't hit your head on the ceiling. My ass cheeks hurt. <laughs> and, that, and that picture, that's an incredible shot that uh, Koozie caught too right there. Dude, you know, he is that adds right back. Like the colors, the way the lighting, his editing that he does do it, man. Like he makes you guys – look like you're in a movie Dude, he's fantastic like you oh my god uh, that's like all you can say is like he's, not, he's just so good dude like he <clears throat> makes me look better <laughs> that that picture right there and then the one he had of zach where he's sitting on the ground bloody face looking fucking like he's smiling bro i can't one. i i gotta tell you this so i'm in the ring after i just fucking aced him over the ropes and i turn and I just see Zach laughing, and I'm like, "Fuck yes!" He was just cracking up with this bloody ass face, like he was just ready to murder. Dude, those matches that, bring out animal. That's what Midwest scum, man. We we love it. It's how how could we not be fans? You guys bring out something that. You don't see a lot in tag team wrestling, and it's like just pure aggression. You know, a little bit of a mixture for me. Like, you got a little bit of Legion of Doom in there with a little bit of fucking. I don't even know who to compare it to because you guys are your own thing, but just the aggression part of it, man. Like, you guys bring violence to those matches. Thank you. I like violence. You know what would be sweet right now? Taco. <laughs> we have to have another taco. Tacos on Friday night? I had tacos yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Actually, I, we had tacos <coughs> tonight, actually. And I've been over for a taco dinner. We, we do some good tacos. What I like about what we're doing here is we're just bullshitting as boys. It's not like uh, you're just bringing me on as like another person. It's just us, man. I like that shit. I don't get that a lot. It's cool. So I know Brokowski brought up, we were going to talk about the RPW show and we have, you know, something else we wanted to talk about on the script. Do we want to do the ad break and you want to stick around and join us for the rest of the show? Put your two cents in. Sure. I'll go until my phone dies. (laughs) What are we talking about? 
we'll throw we'll throw it into an ad break. We're gonna do a little RPW show review. We're gonna go over the matches, and then uh, we we do have a little something uh, special to say about uh, someone that had passed in the wrestling world just recently. February tenth, and the Elite Sports Plex in Waterford Township, Michigan. Combat One returns with Love Hurts. There will be a triple threat or a triple main event. Uh, we've talked about one match. The show showdown for Motown is Mr. Main Event. Chinstrap G is Kyle Barrett. Goes one-on-one with four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty, to defend the honor of Detroit sports. We also have Matt Seidel from AEW coming in to take on top-notch Jason Hotch and just announced Sue Young. Uh, from Impact Wrestling, we're replacing Angelina Love uh, to go one on one with Giselle Shaw in in the third main event. Uh, that is that news to you, uh, Logan? She's like she's one of my favorites. I didn't know. Yeah, she just announced before we started recording, so she will she, be there. She's um, awesome. Tickets are going fast. You don't <clears> want to wait to the door. Um, so go to Eventbrite. The link to the tickets will be in the description of this podcast episode. If you're looking for uh, graphic design work with quick turnaround times, get with Tony Garrix at Graphics by Garrix. He does all the graphic work for Pro Wrestling Edge, so check him out. Um, and yeah, that is the ad reads for for today. Um, did you guys want to do? Oh, this just in. Also at Combat One, Midwest Scum will take on TNT. That's right. We talked about that earlier, but yes, the uh, uh, Devon's boys. Do you guys want to go into? Uh, do you guys want to go into uh, what, what was it, Brandon? Which matches did you want to go? Into? Uh, we we were gonna do a little rundown. Me and Brokowski, we made it out to RPW okay. this time. It's war. <clears throat> and let me tell you, before we even talk about the matches, I say this after every RPW show because they outdo each other every single time. And I don't know how, how they put it together, where they work their magic, but this one was one of my absolute favorite RPW shows to date from the very first match to the main event where Midwest scum reigns supreme. Everybody was on their feet. That was a happening crowd, a loud crowd. Brokowski, that first match, we got to see, I think this was one of the surprises that uh, Chris was telling us about on the show last week. We got to see Brutus Atwell taking on Riley Rose. What did you think about heel Riley Rose, man? I absolutely love it. I popped when uh, I didn't recognize the music at first, and when he came through the curtain, I popped for him because it's the first time I've seen him in a while. So it was great to see him back. And yeah, like... I tried rooting for him, but then he, you know, started in on Michigan, and I was like, ah, I tried, bro, but I love this new heel, Riley Rose. He just seems to have, like, this new aggression and fuck you attitude. <laughs> Nothing's going to get in my way to accomplishing what I want, and he's just going to take it. He looked like he had been in the gym because he looked a little bit more bigger and buffer since the last time we had seen him. Definitely and, more cut, for sure. You know, and – I I kind of, you know, figured he was going to win. Like, I didn't predict the future, but we were in an Irish bar. Um, I just felt 
Riley Rose had had the luck of the Irish behind him on that because Brutus, Brutus is you know he's he's one that's made a huge name for himself in this past year. You see him everywhere, and he's honestly he's loved everywhere he goes. Slam every man. The whole and crowd he, said that. Yes, everybody was behind Brutus on this one, you know. But Riley Rose. Like I said, I love that heel Riley Rose, and he kind of he, he took the win at the Gaelic Irish bar or whatever. I can't remember what the place was called exactly. And then, what was what was the next match, Brokowski? I'm trying to. You're asking the high guy. Um, Carum, was it Carum and Justin Kyle? I don't know if they were next. We had Uncle Hoodfoot Crew and Hoodfoot. Apollo. Yeah, Apollo, oh. Q Star, and Hoodfoot <clears throat> fought each other. It was another surprise to see Hoodfoot. He wasn't on the card, and it wasn't a death match. Uh, I think everybody's used to seeing him, and they almost expects that from Hoodfoot. But this guy could go. I remember we were watching him before he was in death matches when you know we we first started seeing him at Flophouse, and <clears throat> him and Uncle Q like. I just love Uncle Q's moves and how he reverses things with the dances and, and all that. And he had new entrance music, which I enjoyed. Yeah, it was good to see a different side of Hoodfoot. I, I like that because, you know, like you said, when we first started watching him, he actually wasn't doing death matches. So it was nice seeing him doing something different. And it was a pretty technically sound battle, too. You know, you got Apollo in there who's a technical master. So Hoodfoot really stood his own. It was it was really nice to see that. And then before we get into death matches, there was another. It was no. the RPW Heavyweight World Championship match. Justin Kyle defended against Karam, Karam, Carmel. He was a jerk. He didn't like us at all, at all. He talked so much shit to me and Big Kaz. I loved it. It was great. We booed the shit out of him. Good. <laughs> I, you know, and the, that one, Justin Kyle, he's the champ. Uh, and there's no secret. We've been fans of, of Justin Kyle. And so me, me and Brokowski were both wearing our Kill Kyle Kill shirt. And he's crazy. He is fucking. I mean, you didn't see this and wait till you see it on IWTV because there's no way it's not in there. After he won his match, he literally makes a beeline through the crowd, over, through people, just to get to us to come to celebrate. And he knows how to make some guys feel special. Just cleared him out. Cleared him out to get to the third row middle us. It was great. And it was a great fucking match, too. I I like Justin Kyle. He would be, he'd be, he'd be on my survivors, my survivor series team. Oh, for sure. Like, I feel like you kind of have to have him. Yeah, <laughs> I I was just saying I was like I feel like he just blacks out when he comes to the ring and he does not realize what he does sometimes because it's just he is almost unhinged. I've been in there with him. I know. Yeah, I I remember that match very well too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget the whole night was brought to us by being emceed by Don Georgie. You know, everybody loves the Don. He's got hair now. It threw me off a little bit. Yeah, me too. Jet black hair. Yeah, it definitely threw me for a loop the first time I seen him. 
Maybe he's and in like Will. witness protection. Witness protection? <laughs> if anybody needs witness protection, it'd be people from him, you know, him and his bodyguard that he has there. You know, he's got the connections. He oh, was dressed yeah. in the nines and only looking for dimes, and he emceed the night. And I appreciate the hell out of Don Georgie. He got pro wrestling edge, a big old oh, yeah. And I was not expecting that. I was actually kind of nervous and scared when he said, let me get a oh, yeah, for pro wrestling edge. And I was thinking I was going to be the only one saying oh, yeah. But the crowd popped for us. I was very happy about that one. Hell, yeah. Let's talk about the match that we sponsored. Because this was actually a pretty special match uh, for TJ Meyer, first death match. He asked for this to go up against Schwartzy. And then after the match, it was very special for Schwartzy. Um, the death match was great. TJ, if he wants to continue doing it, I think he can. I'm um, a Schwartzy mark. I'm a Schwartzy mark. Aren't Big we time. all? We Dude, love he's Schwartzy. Art, he's, he's art in motion. If you think about how he wrestles, it's art. He very much is. He liked to call himself the, you know, the Swiss Army knife of wrestling, and like, you can't disagree with that. He could go the any. The he could go with any style. Any style. He could go with anybody. I like to refer to him as the maestro because he kind of can control a symphony like in there. He, he's just so good to about when he's telling the story in the ring because he'll he'll yep. narrate it. At the same yep. time, and it yeah. and it works for him. It's comedy, serious. He does it all. Shout out to TJ. He stepped in there. He did it. And Schwartz, he had some really nice gear. I thought that was kind of funny with the twenty five and a half, uh, the yeah. the Darren McCarty brand T shirt, and it said Schwartz on the back, twenty five and a half. It was he great. Told me, he he told me he wanted to respect the Mac. He feels like the Mac respects. So that's awesome. Yeah, and then. Randy West, Schwartzy's birthday was the Wednesday before this RPW show and arranged a whole surprise. And I know he was so surprised. Uh, Randy brought out a cake. We threw streamers really bad. I, I realized I don't know how to throw streamers. Was in the it rain. you? Was it you? <laughs> no, I didn't hit him in the face. I think was that was the that that. I'll write it out because I write it out to Schwartzy. I was like, nope. I was like, I'm the only one out of the group that knows how to throw a streamer correctly. I was the one that went beautifully over your head that glittered down on top of you. That was mine. Don was just like, what? Well, I was holding mine, and I watched everybody, and I seen that one fly at his and hit him in the face. I was like, fuck. So I threw it, to, like, I threw it away from him. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I, know who got him I was like, damn. I was like, Don, you really weren't that good at baseball, huh? He was like, nope. Wasn't my sport. <laughs> wasn't my sport. I knocked him out. <laughs> but it was a great match, and he gifted Pro Wrestling Edge. We got the book that was used in the promo. Cool. So I, I thought that was really awesome. Uh, Brokowski, you got that one signed by both of them, right? TJ and Schwartzy. Yeah. Thank you guys for doing that and putting that on. And then, man, we had Hardway Heater and Remington Roar. That's just Remington Roar is on a tear. People in RPW need to look out for him. Hardway is no slump, and you know I don't have nothing bad to say about him. But it's only the second time I've seen him at RPW. 
Remington Roar has been there every show and just literally bringing the pain. So I know about Hardway. I used to roll with him a lot. Dude's legit. Like, dude will throw down. He will throw the fuck down. Like, he don't give a shit. Like, dude's hardcore, man. And Remington, that dude is cut out of the of the fucking straight like Stone Ages, man. Like, le- legit savage. Awesome to watch. It it was it was it was one of my favorite. I mean, the whole show was great, but like. I like when I see Roar on the card and he's doing a death match because like he will go to the extremes. He's one of those. He's another one of the upcomer in the death match world in the last year. Yeah. We've seen a lot of Remington last year. Yeah. I like having him in a locker room. He's good to have. He's got good presence. Makes the locker room better. And I feel like I'm missing one more death match before we got to the main event. That too, that was, Randy, uh, did you say? Yeah, it's the Rust Belt Championship. I knew I was forgetting something. Randy's fucking crazy. I love her. <laughs> that too, man. How how far has he come? He is so good. Like, when you see him, he just gives off a presence, too. Like, a look and everything. Dude's committed. And he's committed, and he was a crowd favorite, you know. A lo- Everybody loves Randy, but, man, that, that crowd was really split. Oh yeah, and they went they went hard, dude. As crazy as Randy can hang with, like a Justin Kyle, which is crazy. <laughs> is she next? Double champ for RPW, but Satu did not take it easy on Randy. He he went balls to the wall from the start of that match. Um, I was almost getting worried because it was really one sided for the the first half of that match, and he when he put her through that pane of glass outside of the ring. I was like, I thought that might have been the end, but Randy, she is the baddest bitch for for a reason. I love her. Like my wrestling mom. She is, she is such <clears throat> the sweetest person, but do not cross her. <laughs> do not cross her. Fuck no. Do not. And then the main event. Midwest scum and the Kogars, you know, this has been a storyline that has been building up since you guys took the tag titles, you know, you know, those Midwest scum boys, they're pretty good. And they went against those Kogar guys, that Dread King Logan guy. He's got something. One day might be something that Zach Thomas guy, he's a star. This was a match that I don't think anybody sat down the whole time to watch. They couldn't. There's too much shit set up. There was so much. It was so much excitement. Guardrails were used. Like you said, Kuzi got his camera smashed by Otis. Um, they really tried to bring it to, to Zach at the start of that match and isolated him and, and really kind of roughed him up. But Well, dude, they tore my heartstrings doing that, dude, because I'm stuck on the side, you know? I should have fucked they- up. <laughs> And, uh, you know, at one point, DMAC got involved and got knocked to the ground for quite a while by Atticus, you know, and he was laying on the ground. And now Otis, man, Otis knocked him. Was it Otis? I couldn't, I couldn't remember exactly. I thought it was might have been both of them, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> but all the weapons, man, you guys went off with the light tubes. There was panes of glass. There was a fucking cabin, tables. 
there was a light tube wrapped hockey stick, which finished it off, you know, and then it was kind of weird how it played out when we seen RSP come out. Yeah, I was booing the fuck out of him because I thought he was, you know, I'm like, you know, the four, four Oh guys, you know, him and Atticus, they got a history. And I was like, this is not how it's going to end. And he, he really, I went from booing him and flicking him off to patting him on the back there real quick. <laughs> yeah. But why was he out there? You know, like, I think he had his own agenda, you know, and as you heard in, from his promo afterwards, he announced that he was leaving, you know, he's done with circle six. He, him and Atticus had a history yeah, but that just recently up. started like a beef and RSP doesn't look like it's over. So I, that's why I think it Atticus might have his hands full. Him and Otis might not be uh, coming for Midwest scum or trying to do anything with you guys anymore. Yeah, but did you notice, though, after we won, he stood up and held Zach's hand up? Yeah. Why? He's not with us. Why would he do that? We don't want nothing to do with him. Yeah, that whole thing, that's that's what the – and that was a look that, you know, because that happened right in front of us when he came out and helped DMAC up. Yeah. DMAC gave him a very fucking confused look. Yeah. You can't trust RSP. No. See, they all, they all, like, Zach was, Zach trained with RSP. Zach knows RSP. I don't know RSP. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I know Zach. Uh, I don't know, man. It's weird. I just, Besides that, that whole match, absolutely fantastic. I loved it from bell to bell. I know Brokowski did. It was definitely one of the greatest death matches that I've ever seen live, without a shadow of a doubt. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. If it ends up being your last death match, I am truly honored that I was glad to be there to witness it, man. You guys laid it. You, you and Zach went out there and laid it all on the line bled together and were willing to die together in that ring together. It was fucking beautiful. All around Brokowski, what'd you think of the whole show? 10 out of 10. I mean, to start off 2023 that way, I mean, fuck, it's going to be hard to, hard to top, hard to top. I'm excited to see if that's how 2023 is going to start. I'm excited to see what 2023 has in store for us without a shadow of a doubt. I also, Brandon, I also thought, I mean, I, I said it before I even started talking about it. I thought it was, it was probably my most favorite RPW show to date. Yes. You probably heard me say this after every single rpw show that we go to because in all honesty we've been there we've been going since the first show i think we've only missed really like i haven't been to i didn't get to chicago and i think that might have been one of maybe two shows that i've missed in the rpw career and each show i'm like they keep getting better they keep getting better i wish you would have came to chicago would have made you carry my gift ass around after getting thrown through the door (laughs) I wish I could have been in Chicago too. I, I do. You know, and RPW had a big announcement today. A few hours right before we even came on the show. They're going yeah, to I don't be know. they're going to be in Jersey. They're going to Jersey for uh hey. death 
what would, what was it called? Deathmatch, Deathmatch, uh, worldwide or something. It's the fest. It looks like it's going to be at the H2O arena. There's going to be multiple promotions, four shows, Friday to Monday. Another big opportunity for RPW to link up with some bigger deathmatch promotions, get their name out more. Um, that, if you guys Mania, miss, go ahead. Mania is that Mania weekend? Mania weekend, yes. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I forgot to mention that. Yes, it is a Mania weekend, and they're they're good for. I'm happy for them. That'd be a great show to make it out to Jersey. Uh, our friend Don Holland just went out to Jersey and he, he, he can't stop talking about it. He says he loves Shout it out Don there. Holland. Shout out Don Holland. The whole Holland fam. They were all there on Friday too. Holland but, for Holland. <laughs> if you guys weren't there live on Friday, it's going to be out on IWTV very soon. Uh, hopefully this week is from what I've seen that they were saying. Go on there watch it you're gonna love it boys i'm going to uh politely exit i appreciate everything you have done thank you again for allowing me to be your wrestler of the year and i love you all big kev dan prokowski jay bird nick the gooch <laughs> nick the gooch yeah. Say hi. Stay tootin'. <laughs> Will do, man. Appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us, man. Love you. Of course, guys. I'll hit you up, y'all, later. Sounds good. Love you, bro. We'll see you. <laughs> I always get my way. <laughs> <laughs> always, always a good time when we get to hang out with uh, with Logan. So, I asked Josh if we could talk a little bit about Jay Briscoe. We usually don't talk about the um, bigger promotions and stuff, but I wanted to share a story that I had meeting Jay Briscoe. Um, you know, I was a fan from him from the start back in early days when he was CZW and I was getting the DVDs and the tapes in the early days in our, in ROH. And, and before I started this podcast, I was a co-host on another podcast and one of the episodes we did was a Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestling. And my very first team was Jay and Mark. Um, back July 26th of 2008 um, at the Michigan State Fairgrounds, um, I was at an ROH pay-per-view taping. It was New Horizons was the pay-per-view. And uh, this was probably six-ish years into their career. You know, they started at 18 and 16. Um, Jay and Mark did and and um, this was real early on you know just not long into their career they were in their mid-20s I believe and um, they had a tag match with Silas Young and Mitch Franklin um, if any ROH fans know Mitch Franklin was uh, became Grizzly Redwood and uh, I think the Briscoes beat him in like a minute 30 seconds flat you know, we've seen Silas Young around here and the career he's had. And Grizzly Redwood was a staple in the early ROH days. And 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 Jay and Mark just came out and dominated. And then to end the show, of course, the star or the guest big name that ROH brought in was Bushwhacker Luke. So they had a, a an their version of Rumble. 
20 man rumble and Jay and Mark was both in that. And Jay was in there for a pretty long time, but at intermission, they did a meet and greet. And of course, a lot of people were flocking to Bushwhacker Luke. Um, so I had an opportunity to go and talk with Jay and Mark. Um, like I said, early on in their careers, they had one t-shirt, one eight by 10. They were selling like a, a, a camouflage bandana with their name on it. Um, and I got to spend some time because, you know, being early on and, and they were just kind of hitting their stride on, on, you know, obviously going over in a minute and 30 on, on Silas Young and, and Grizzly Redwood. And I got to talk with Mark and Jay and, and, and just that excitement that they had for wrestling and the excitement that they had to, to interact with the fans and how, how humble they were to, to be able to come to Detroit and, and get to have a, uh, you know, the, the intermission was like, I want to say like a half hour um, and get to interact with the fans. And, and, and they were just excited to be there and was just so happy that like so many people came out to uh, the pay-per-view taping. And, and it was like um, how now would be the equivalent of how like RPW will and combat one will film for I, um, IWTV and then, you know, a few weeks later it comes out on, on DVD or, or it comes out on IWTV. Well, back then it was, they filmed it and it took a couple months because, you know, back then the, you know, the production wasn't as good. And I, I want to say late September, they put the pay-per-view out and I bought the pay-per-view just to have as a memory. But um, it, it kind of reminds me of when we go to the Michigan shows and we see guys like, you know, Zach and Logan and, 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 and even, even chin strap likes to, you know, interact with the fans and, and, and they were just so happy to be there and just loved life and, and loved being able to perform in front of all of us. And, and, you know, there was a tweet that went out that kind of hurt Jay and Mark's career when they were getting ready to be signed by WWE. And, and, you know, he, as we're younger, we all, say stupid stuff and as we get older and we grow and we mature and we learn from our mistakes and 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 jay was really vocal about um you know the the compassion about him making a mistake and you know he donated paychecks to um to charities and whatnot to to kind of and and public you know he took the blame on himself for what he did and whatnot and that really hurt them because they were get me in the middle of getting ready to go down and have a tryout at FCW and, and get signed by WWE WWF at the time. And uh, you hear all these stories that people's come out with since he's passed and, and how he, he was so genuine and, and was so, so open and, and, and accepting of so many different people and the walks of lives they came from. He actually lived the words he spoke when he, when he was, um, you know, disappointed himself for making those comments. And um, people in his town talk about how he was so active in the community and, and did such great things for, uh, for, for the town. And, you know, his, him and his daughters were in the car and someone crossed the lanes and hit him head on. And Jay passed away. The other driver passed away and his 12 year old, nine year old daughter were seriously injured. His 12 year old daughter, they just came out in the last couple of days and said that she's starting to get feeling back. because She was paralyzed from the accident. And just remember back when, when, when I got to meet him in 08 and, and how genuine of a duty was. And, and for all these years later and, and 
and mistakes that we've made and we've all made them for Warner to not allow the, the tribute show to air on TBS and TNT, I, I think is, is, is an absolute travesty what he's done for the business and what he's done for the community and how he's helped behind the scenes and, and motivate younger talent. I, I, I really think it's a disgrace that they're not going to air the, that uh, first tribute show. And there's more coming on the ROH um, app and, and they're going to do a big tribute to him at the next pay-per-view. But uh, Jay was a really cool dude. And I know Brokowski got to meet him and I don't know if the rest of you were able to meet him at that GCW show or got to meet him, but you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things that opens your eyes. I know we got, you know, big Kaz and Gooch are, are fathers and, and I can't imagine like what you guys can sympathize with, with what his daughters are going through. And, um, it, it looks like that, you know, his one daughter is going to be able to come out of paralyzed and she's being able to get up and sit in a wheelchair and the other daughter is recovering from the neck surgery she broke her neck and stuff, but he was a good dude. Um, he was awesome when I got to meet him. I know Brokowski, you got to meet him. And and did you want to share your story on meeting Jay Briscoe? Yeah, so, uh, so the first time that I seen Jay Briscoe live, I didn't get to meet him. I think it was about 2015, me and Gooch were at a Ring of Honor show. And he was on my list to regrets until last year gcw high incident uh him and mark were there and i was able to meet and greet with them and i didn't get to spend too long with them but at the time that i did spend with them he's a great person he got a kick that i thought that mark's sound effects in the ring were the absolute funniest thing in the world <clears throat> and I, I absolutely love it and yeah it's He's a great person. It's an absolute tragedy what happened and makes you want to, you know, should definitely hold your friends a little bit longer, you know? Right. I don't know if it's just kind of the fact that he was so young and so close to all of our ages that right. it just kind of was like, it kind of really hit home, you know? That three Make match. Think that like to uh, you know, take back some grudges, you know, just because homeboy ate the last cheese stick at the party, you shouldn't <laughs> hate him forever because none of us are promised tomorrow. And why hold why be that the last interaction with somebody that you love? They just had that three match deal with FTR and Ring of Honor, and those that story that they told in that dog collar match was amazing. Oh. You know, Mark and Jay had an amazing tag team career, and they're you know it, it's just fitting that they're the current Ring of Honor tag team champions. You know, they've been amazing tag team. Like I said, they were my first team on my Mount Rushmore tag teams, and and uh, oh yeah, easily. I, and they've I, had yeah. great singles careers, both of them as well. And and just you know, Jay was able to be Ring of Honor World Champion, and. You know, it, it's sad to see stuff like this and you just your heart goes out to that family and, and and his wife to have to not only grieve her husband, but but see the shape that his, you know, their daughters are in. And, and you know, and I think the very next day was Mark's birthday. So here he goes, you know, supposed to be a, a, a day where you celebrate yourself and have fun. You know, we recently went to World of Games for Big Kaz's birthday. And we had such a great time. And to think that, you know, 
that day wasn't special to Mark. You know, he, he didn't get to, to celebrate his life and, 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 and all the great things that, you know, Mark Briscoe's life has for him because he just lost his brother. But, uh, it's tough. Did, uh, Jaybird, did you get to meet him when you were at GCW too? I got to take the picture of Josh meeting oh. him. And then I did get to walk up and shake their hand and say, what's up. But that was about it. Just, because Josh was there talking to him. And Did, then we, uh, seen that we both had our pro wrestling edge hats on. But uh, it's the cool thing is, is something like that. Like, even if you go and you pay to meet people, meet the superstars, the coolest thing is to, when you realize that they're sweet, like that they really are nice, good people. Like, they don't mind talking to you. Like, yeah, you're paying 20 bucks for an autograph or 40 bucks or however much money. But it's such a bummer when you walk up and you pay that money and the person, you're just like, oh, man, wow. I didn't even look up and say hi or nothing like that. <coughs> Alberto Del Rio. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to throw anybody under the bus, but. <laughs> but it's, just, it's, it's like that. Moments like that that make you, like, love the sport even more, basically. The Big Kaz or Goose, should either one of you guys get to meet Jay Briscoe? No, I never got to meet him, but, like, Brokowski said I got to uh I got to go to a few ROH events with them and got to see them live and you know I followed their career a little while once I was able to find ROH on cable you know so uh unfortunately no I never got to meet him but absolutely loved the career of his yeah it's just a bummer but hopefully his uh daughters can recover and you know hopefully we get to see see Mark back in a ring. Um, it, it's going to be hard for Mark to go in there without his brother next to him, but I guess we'll see. Only time will tell, but definitely a bummer. Again, we don't usually talk about the, uh, the bigger promotions and stuff, but this was kind of something that I wanted to, to share my story. And, and it was just, it reminded me of going to see guys like interacting with guys like, you know logan and zach at these shows and, and how excited they are to interact with the fans and stuff it, it's it, it was a special moment uh when, when you get to interact with these guys and 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 see a side of them that you know you normally don't do especially like you go to a wwe event you don't have any access to the talent unless you go to the accesses and all that kind of stuff but it's nice when you get to interact with these guys and get to see them on a on a different level than just when you see them on tv or in the ring so yeah, he was one of my, like I said, top of my list for for tag teams on the Mount Rushmore. And if you haven't seen the three matches FTR and and the Briscoes had in 2022, especially that dog, that tag team dog collar match, the story they told in that, you definitely want to check it out. I know it's it's out there on YouTube. Um, that dog collar match is for sure. Yeah, that's something I want to kind of add to, like. The people in indie wrestling, these athletes that that we watch, and I, me being a sports fan, I, I watch all sports. I've been to different events and stuff like that, and the caliber of the character in the indie wrestlers to when you meet them and you get to talk to them, it's more personal. You know, it's they appreciate that you're there. Not saying that the other professional athletes don't, but they're few and far between when you get up to the higher levels. Um, but when you're in 
these indie shows, you know, you can go up to every single table and mostly everybody's happy to talk to you, to take a picture with you. Um, and really, you really only pay for like autographs and pictures with the really the bigger names on the market. You could go to some of these shows, you could come to IWR, you know, and meet a lot of these guys, especially like Heath and big con, you could take a picture and they're not going to charge you. You could talk to them at their merch table. So like you guys had your stories about Jay Briscoe there, about your little meetings with him and you felt connected. It wasn't, uh, he's doing it for the money and it wasn't a quick brush off. Like you had that connection. There was something there that you remember, Josh, you making him laugh because you were talking about Mark's noises, you know, Dan, you sitting there and talking to him at the beginning of their career. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at, take pictures, make memories, because that's what you're going to have. Absolutely correct. And 90%, 99% of these guys are great, guys and girls. Like, they're all – There's I've, I've taken someone who's met a shit ton of people there is only a very small handful that really aren't the nicest people. Really small. I mean, like I said, 99.9% of everybody you meet is great. You know, and that was one thing we we did forget to talk about during the RPW, when we talked about RPW. Tommy fought Sakuda. We didn't even, even talk about that. So. And Brokowski, you got to briefly meet Sakuda. How was that yeah. for you? It was awesome. <clears throat> it was cool. Um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed talking to him. That was for sure. Uh, I got me, of course. I got me my 8x10. Um, there, obviously, you got translation barrier there, so there's not a whole lot to, to talk about. But uh, I was super excited to see him, and he did not disappoint. He lived up. That match lived up to the hype. There was Legos, there was forks, there was tubes, there was pile drivers, there was pile drivers on the tubes. It was just complete insanity. Everything you think of happened that match. Firecrackers, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that match was absolutely incredible. And Sakuda has good English too. I'll give you that for what he what he does uh, talk. He has really good English. It's not a lot, but what he does got, it's really good. So I have met a couple, uh, quite a bit of Japanese wrestlers now. So. so, you know, and that goes back to look look at the year that Tommy has and the what he's done for his career. Sakuda came over from Japan to to do a tour. I think he did three shows this weekend. He did RPW, he did ICW, and then he did uh, um, H2O. Yeah, H2O. RPW, he fought Tommy. ICW, he fought Eric Ryan. And then at H2O, he fought Neil Diamond Cutter. To put Tommy, a guy from Michigan, in that into that list of who this guy came to fight, he traveled for, all the way from Japan, and Tommy was one of the three guys he got the wrestle. You know, like, congrats, uh like Dread King Logan said, Michigan is getting, you know, there's Michigan a lot got of good wrestling. Hot, got, we're a hot spot of good wrestling right now, man. Speaking of Michigan, um, Joel Bateman is someone that we've all got to interact with and 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 get to know on a more personal basis from 
all the way from Australia. We've had him on the podcast. Jordan talked to him about fighting kangaroos and and uh he calls he, he calls Detroit he calls Detroit his 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 home in the States. You know, and that's another guy that when you um you know you get to interact with him, he he's just he's just happy. He he is he's happy to be a part of it. And that's the kind of stuff that you remember and and uh and enjoy when you get guys that that Russell all around the world are international stars and they say that Detroit's their, their U S home. It, it definitely tells you what wrestling is in Michigan. For sure. Anybody got uh, anything else for this week? Next week, you won't hear this beautiful voice. Next week will be a, a, a special co-host on Pro Wrestling Edge. Mr. We'll AKA. Keep, secret, keep the anticipation no, building. No, no, he doesn't want it to be a secret. Mr. AKA is coming back for the next two weeks. Uh, so so you guys are going to hear Bernard. There's a lot, of, a lot of Bernard fans that reached out after the 200th and was like, you guys need to get him on more. So Mr. AKA Bernard is going to join us the next two weeks. Yeah. To help remember faith in that gentleman. To help fill the shoes of Mr. Toots and uh and the and Brokowski. And Jay Bird. Jay Bird, you might have to change your name to Toots. No, you know, before we go, Brokowski, you know with what you said, Jay Bird, I forgive you for farting on air during during our time with the Dread King Logan. Thank you. Oh, it helped make the show. Guys. It's it was just six of us buddies hanging out talking. And, let's uh, let's put let's put that in behind us. Yeah, oh, it's it, definitely it behind passed. us. <laughs> it it has passed. Hey, some jokes work, some don't. And on that note, peace out.